heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. To be clear here, let's get a couple of points up front, and then I want to play a clip from Christopher Ray uh, in the warnings that he's put out to America. And, uh, and I'll tell you a little bit more about uh, Andrew Arthur will be on with us in just a bit, who I just uh, a joy always to have on here. But let me get to a point here and say this. The jihadists have been planning since the day after September 11, 2001, their next move against America. People have blinders on if they think this latest war is a Middle East confrontation only. And there are people who think that. I had some on the other day on the broadcast who think America was, you know, free of all that. It wasn't our problem, you know. You know, the way I see it is this is the micro moment of the moment. But the macro, to me, is (laughs) the chance of, Not just death to Israel, but death to America always follows that. The bulletin I have for society, uh, not to be smug here, but if America dies, whatever is left of the West will go into isolation. The jihadists will be in control. Now, that's, that's a dire warning that some people don't, really understand and yet experts we have on here conclude what i just shared with you the terror threat in our country has been rising for some time well before the middle east war and hamas decided to do these attacks on october 7 to be sure and they had been playing on that for some years you got to remember something these people plan long periods of time the only people that plan for the next election is the political leaders in Washington, D.C., who we elect to high office. Our adversaries and our enemies, you can be sure, plan far into the future. And I'm talking all of them, across the board. That's exactly how the Chinese plan. And surely the jihadists are planning that way as well. Early this year, the Department of Homeland Security had issued terror alerts saying the United States is in a heightened threat environment. Talking about chatter they're hearing, because they follow everything, right? They know this stuff, right? Citing in part uh, individuals and links to foreign terrorist organizations could be targeting our schools, our government facilities, critical infrastructure, things like that. Things we need to, to breathe and live and prosper. And yet this was well before the Middle East structure. So why did they say that? Well, the common denominator of all of this is the fact that we're a sit and dock. The fact of the matter is, you don't have to be a scholar, folks, to figure out that when you keep the entire country open and you advertise it all over the planet, there are no rules of engagement at that point. They're they're all out the window. Anything goes. And that's why the cast of characters coming in are from all over the world. 
from many of the countries are adversaries and enemies that we talk about. So this is a real problem for our country. Now, these people are not coming here for a uh, a holiday, a, a vacation holiday, a time off for good behavior. That's not why they're here in America, to be sure. They're here to do harm. And a lot of the numbers they throw around when our eyes roll back to the, to the back of our heads, you know, we can talk about numbers all day long. Friends, the, the numbers to me that matter is we have thousands of open borders. We're sitting here like a bunch of stooges. In the meantime, we have created enemies all over the world. These people know how to get in here. It's not going to be flying some planes into buildings this time, friends. They know we're watching for that. We've got this whole new uh, TSA uh, that took freedoms away from Americans after 9-11 for that. We get that. And that's where the jihadists win all the time, is they're always ripping our freedoms away with every hit they do to uh, to freedom lovers, to free thinkers. Tell you what, I want to play this clip from uh, FBI Director Christopher Ray. I think what gets me, well, let me play the clip first and then I'll tell you what gets me. How's that? Okay, here we go. Here. Discussions about uh, the most pressing national security threats that and what we face and, and what we're doing to tackle them are always important, but it seems especially well-timed this year with the dangerous implications the very fluid situation in the Middle East has for our homeland security. The reality is that the terrorism threat has been elevated throughout 2023, but the ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States to a whole nother level. Since the horrific terrorist attacks committed by Hamas against innocent people in Israel a few weeks ago, we've been working around the clock to support our partners there and to protect Americans here at home. The sense that I get with Christopher Ray and a lot of these cats who are coming out now is they're getting uncomfortable. They're squirming because they know. And you, you can feel it. You can sense it. You can you can cut that fear with a knife. And you, they know and some of us know that danger is imminent. And you can sense that fear. There's no way they can. They, they, we don't even when they talk about gotaways, we don't even know where these people are. We most cases, they don't know who they are, who they are, where they are, what they are. We don't know anything. We just know that somehow or another, we've got an open border system and no immigration system and no sovereignty as a nation. And uh, I mean, the problems are many economically, economic collapse, all the blue cities, their mayors are up there fighting with the government, other things, yeah, all that's happening, all that's real. That's those are real struggles that, you know, homelessness, drugs, uh, gangs, fentanyl, those are all real struggles. But the struggle overall, the caveat to this whole thing is uh, a, a mass casualty uh, terrorist event. That, that, that is, that, that is that elephant in the room, friends. Andrew Arthur joins me now, and Andrew uh, Art uh, is a former immigration judge and is a resident fellow in law and policy for the Center for Immigration Studies, a CIS out of Washington, D.C., 
He has a massive background in all of this, including terrorism, has held many uh, uh, powerful positions, actually, uh, and also has uh, spoken to Congress on this. He's just well-versed in all of this and follows the terrorism uh, closely. Um, so, Art Andrew Arthur, Mr. Art, it is a privilege to have you here on The Voice of a Nation Thank you so much for having me today, Malcolm. I wish we had a slightly more upbeat topic to discuss, but such is life. Yeah, it is such is life. Uh, so I played the comments of FBI Director Christopher Wray, and he talks about the elevated terrorism risk. Uh, I mean, it's like, duh. I mean, yeah, we know. They don't point out the why and the obvious, but they're all scared now. The damage is done, and now we have to get into damage control. If that's even possible, I'm not sure that it is because we don't know who these people are. We don't know where they're at. We know they're going to do damage to us. And now we're seeing all kinds of reports on some of them have explosives and other stories. I'll talk to you about that a little bit later. But some of these uh, alarms, I'm seeing stories that they are catching the illegal immigrants with explosive devices and other things that, again, th this they're not here for a holiday. They're here to do harm. I'm certain of it. You can feel it. The the terror the problem of terror. Go ahead, tell us how serious is this right now. Well, you know, you have to go back to the attack of October seventh, uh, the Hamas attack uh, from Gaza into Israel. We know that Hamas uh, one is a designated uh, foreign terrorist organization by the United States government. We know that they're a proxy for the Islamic Republic of Iran and that they act uh, at the behest of and only with the permission of the mullahs, the mullahs in Tehran. We know that there are other similar organizations, Hezbollah in uh, Lebanon. We know that there is a uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad operating in the West Bank. We know that there are the Houthi rebels uh, in Yemen and a number of other organizations. In fact, Al Qaeda, which is you know almost uh, quaint to discuss in this uh, quaint but shocking to discuss in this instance, their leaders are actually currently or what leaders are left are currently living in uh, Iran right now. So you know, and Iran is definitely adversely um, against the United States. Uh, they are you know totally against Israel. They want to see a Palestinian state from the river to the sea, which is from the Jordan River all the way to the Mediterranean, which would mean no more uh, Israel. But they're also extremely hostile to the United States and to U.S. interests. And they have not only the uh, inclination to attack the United States, but they have the means to attack the United States. They're very skilled in cybersecurity. They're very skilled in bomb making and planning logistical uh, issues with respect to terrorist attacks as the Gaza attack showed. Um, and the intelligence that's out there, again, as the Gaza attack uh, revealed, isn't very good. If Israel had known that attack was coming, they would have stopped it, foiled it before it ever happened. Uh, and yet, you know, right across the border from Israel, that was being planned and being carried out. If you look at the apprehension numbers for the last year at the southwest border, we see that 169 aliens on the terror watch list were apprehended. And the uh, 
Biden administration takes great pains to assure us that only 0.0083% of all people apprehended at the Southwest border are terrorists. Well, uh, that should be cold comfort given the fact that one, only one in every 11 million airplanes crash, which is a 0.0000001% chance, which means the odds that any given alien apprehended crossing the Southwest border is 830 times the likelihood that a plane is going to crash. The United States government uh, and industry both take plane crashes very seriously. That's why we have a Federal Aviation Administration, security checks, uh, you know, uh, airplane manufacturers are constantly refining their safety protocols and uh, equipment. Compare that to what's going on to that much, much larger threat at the southwest border, again, 830 times the threat that the Biden administration is basically ignoring. You also touched on a very, very important issue that your listeners should know about, and that is uh, those gotaways, aliens who crossed the southwest border who weren't caught, who managed to make their way into the United States. In order to carry out a terrorist attack in the United States, the terrorist has to first get into the United States. And if they enter illegally and are apprehended, if they show up on those watch list statistics, well, hopefully they're not being released. We know at least one uh, terrorist on the watch list who was released out of COVID fears, believe it or not. But, uh, you know, those people don't get in. It's that population of 600,000 people who weren't caught that are the problem, which is why several members of Congress, Kevin Kramer of North Dakota, John Thune, uh, who is, you know, high up in Senate leadership, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody, are all seeking information about that terrorist threat. The Biden administration should be more forthcoming. Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas in recent Senate testimony was asked about this. As you noted, uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray was pretty forthcoming with information in response to questions from the Senate. But there is this presumption, this instinct within the White House and the executive office building and over at DHS headquarters that September 11th was a one-off attack. It happened. It's never going to happen again. You know, we responded to the terrorist threat and it's gone. But the terrorist threat is never gone. And, you know, for the reasons that you and I have already mentioned, the terrorist threat right now is sky high. Uh, there, you know, there are countries, there are groups that want to attack the United States, that want to kill our citizens and undermine our institutions as our support for Israel increases, the threats of such attacks are going to increase as well. And, you know, even if you're not talking about, you know, a mass attack against Americans generally, you know, there is a significant population of uh, Jewish Americans who live in the United States. We know that hate crimes against uh, Jews in this country increased 37% in 2022. I can guarantee you that since all of these protests have broken out in cities like New York and at college campuses across the country, that the number of hate crimes is going to increase as well. So we could be talking about a simple attack, you know, a bomb that's planted somewhere that, uh, you know, kills or maims a limited number of people. We could talk be talking about a truck attack, like the last terrorist attack 
major one that was carried out in New York by an Uzbekistani national who was aligned with ISIS. You know, we could be talking about another September 11th. We don't know what that threat is by definition, uh, but we have to take real practical steps to prepare for it and to stop it. But right now, the Biden administration is doing the exact opposite of engaging in any prophylactic efforts to prevent uh, alien terrorists from entering the United States, and attacking our people and attacking our institutions. Yeah, Christopher Ray uh, went on to say um, that, uh, and I quote, that includes not just homegrown violent extremists inspired by a foreign terrorist organization, but also domestic violent extremists targeting Jewish or Muslim communities. Uh, bottom line, we're going to do everything in our power to protect the American people and support our partners in Israel. Uh, protecting Americans from the threat of terrorism remains our number one priority. So here's the thing. Domestic violent extremists uh, are uh, targeted in various communities uh, versus, uh, which is really homegrown violent extremists. That's another component of this versus those that are foreign nationals coming over. Uh, and sometimes those two collide uh, a bit, the, the homegrown versus the foreign nationals. Talk about that or what the threats are each or what's the bigger threat or are they equal? Yeah, no, they, in fact, uh, in many cases, one feeds off the other. Uh, you know, we go back to the first World Trade Center bombing in the 90s, uh, which was, you know, carried out by uh, a group of alien terrorists who were in the United States. At least one of them, in fact, the mastermind of that operation, uh, Ramsey Youssef entered the United States with a fake passport, was stopped at JFK and was released into the country because they didn't have enough space in the then INS detention center in Jamaica, Queens, New York to hold him. So, and you know, when you consider the fact, Malcolm, that more than 900,000 people, just like uh, Ramsey Youssef, came to the United States and were released at the southwest border last year, that'll give you an idea of how bad that threat is. In addition, thanks to some FOIA disclosures that the Center for Immigration Studies has managed to disgorge from the uh, Biden administration, we know that 7,300 aliens who come from uh, countries of terrorist concern have used the CBP-1 app. This is incredible if your listeners don't know about it. It's an app that you can download. You can make an appointment at a port of entry, even if you don't have any documents, and especially if you don't have any documents to enter this country, show up and be released into this country. 7,300 nationals of countries of concern downloaded the app, made an appointment, got to the port, and were released into the United States. Now think about this a moment. Let's slow down just a sec here. Think about what you're saying. It's stunning what you just said. I, I, I don't want that to be glossed over with anybody's thought process here. That is stunning. So our government comes out with an app. It was highly advertised. And I mean, everybody knew it. I mean, and they, that app, you can go and you make an appointment now. They were trying to streamline all of the chaos, but the chaos was beyond anything they could possibly streamline because the numbers were beyond the stratosphere. So you're saying these cats from adversary countries uh, to, to, to the numbers, I'll have you repeat again here, and those numbers of people that went on to create appointments to come in 
from those countries through the app or the Biden administration puts out there. Am I getting that right or did I screw that up anywhere? Nope, you got that exactly right. And approved for release into the United States. Again, Malcolm, these are people that don't have papers to come here, which means they've never been vetted uh, you know, to enter the United States. Include nationals of Iran, Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, and Afghanistan. And some of the largest numbers come from former Soviet republics, Muslim majority uh, countries in which there are terrorist uh, movements, including Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, and Uzbekistan. So, you know, the, I, I have, I seriously doubt that the American people know what's being done in their name at the Southwest border. When we, we have the legal immigration system that we have in order to prevent, amongst other people, terrorists from entering the country. You have to go to the local U.S. consulate. You have to provide them your documents. They, you know, run background checks on you. And only if the consular officer is assured that there is nothing at all derogatory in your background and that you don't have any terrorist intent, are you allowed to even fly to the United States. In this instance, you know, the vetting that could take place at those ports of entry is extremely limited because the Biden administration is allowing 1,450 people per day to schedule uh, interviews at the ports using that app. It's a very perfunctory uh, background screening that's done. And then those people are released into the United States, released indefinitely, if not forever. And nothing is done to, you know, check Department of Defense uh, information. Nothing suggests that central intelligence uh, information is checked. Anything from the NSA or the Director of National Intelligence yeah. uh, is being done at those ports before those people are being. And Art, isn't it safe to say that? The, uh, I mean, is it a safe statement to say that the worst of those cats, the real criminal intent? And they're out there. Those folks are not going to use the app or make it. I mean, it's stunning that that's even happening, but those are not going to use that. They're not going to come in through ports. They're not going to be found. This is what I continue to repeat and say. And it's and I don't hear anybody. They always go back to the numbers of whatever they've got. And while those are a little bit of a story to me, are, and, and it, maybe it's me, maybe I'm just off kilter here, but to me, that's not even the story. The story is all of this other we don't know. I mean, you, you just got to know how these devious people, you know, their minds are as criminal and corrupt. They're not going to use any of these tools or be found in any way. So what about all those people? You've got to know that number is I, I can't I, I, I can't even scope uh, figure what that number might be. Art. It's it's going to be huge, buddy. Yeah, no. And, you know, let's just put that into perspective. There are five hundred eighty one thousand people in Wyoming. Uh, and 600,000 gotaways evaded apprehension to come into wow. the United States just last year. Now, look, you know, I've been to Wyoming. It's beautiful. Nearly everybody's great, kind, warm. But there are some bad people who live in Wyoming. They're criminals. They wouldn't have police forces there if they didn't. You know, what are the odds that, you know, a significant number? In fact, this is a point that uh, A.G. Moody in Florida made yeah. that there are criminals, serious criminals and terrorists, terrorists with real intent included in that flow. In fact, the odds are better than not when you're talking about a population that large and all of the efforts that those people have to make 
to evade apprehension. If you get apprehended, like I said, uh, nearly 900 plus thousand people, actually 900,000 plus people uh, were released into the United States last year. If you're just, you know, an average person, you know, coming here to work, you're just going to show up, turn yourself in and get released. What must the intentions of those people who don't want to be caught be? How serious and significant must they be to evade apprehension, go all the way, pay the smugglers to get you to a point where you're not going to be caught so that you can enter the United States? In the past, the one thing that we've learned is that terrorist organizations are very good at exploiting our weaknesses, our weaknesses in our consular system. Remember, all 20 or all 19 of the hijackers, in fact, the 20th hijacker as well, were able to obtain visas to come to the United States. That 20th hijacker got stopped at the airport and wasn't allowed in. They exploited that system because they recognized that there were vulnerabilities in that system. And after September 11th, we did everything that we could to minimize those vulnerabilities. Yeah. The Biden administration, President Biden has come in and has basically just wiped all of it away. Yeah. Every uh, defensive mechanism in our homeland security system is just gone. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it kind of sick, Art, to say that p- potentially that, you know, thinking about after the 9-11, they use, as you say, our systems. They use, As a free-thinking, uh, free people, they use these things to exploit, and then they use it against us to come in. Uh, and then you, you see with the southern border okay so let's say something some mass casualty event happens a a what people are calling another 911 if you will that i'm guessing or thinking potentially if it's on the level of what we think could possibly happen art you know here's a thought for you after 911 as you say we had to clean things up considerably there was no more room for error i mean what they did was was unimaginable on September 10th. Nobody in the country could have imagined that the jihadis would have fl- flown planes into those buildings and they were going for Richard other targets as well. And so nobody could have imagined that. So if that same thing happens, you know, in a weird sort of way, that is probably the spark that will unite, probably the only spark, sadly, it's, it's disgusting to even have to say these things. It, it's just so irritating that we don't learn lessons from this. But that's the spark that will probably unite the left and the right up in Congress, because that's the only time they become Americans and they leave their R's and D's at home and um, put comprehensive. That's probably the point that will fix the immigration system, that will probably fix the borders probably fix back to becoming a sovereign nation. Of course, there'll still be criminal intent here in the country. They'll have to weed out over time. But I'm guessing, Art, now I just put that out there as a a thought process, but that is probably, if it's a serious moment and it's another event like that sort of event, it probably will change the trajectory of this whole conversation and it would be kind of a real sucker punch, but lessons learned uh, that's probably the only thing that's going to fix this thing is the pain and suffering and death that has to come with it. Is that crazy or am I speaking truth or is that just insane? Yeah, no, I mean, 
the wake-up calls there. The alarm is going off. Uh, we already know that these threats exist. DHS admits in its Homeland uh, Security Threat Assessment 2024 that terrorists can exploit uh, that border. Uh, you know, we've already had the examples of the past that the Biden administration is ignoring all of these warning signals uh, and going forward with doing the same thing that it's been doing since January the 20th, 2021, is shocking. It's shocking to me. It's a sad testament to the United States, Malcolm, that we would need to have that wake-up call because the signs are all there. Um, but yeah, I think that if there is a terrorist attack, and it doesn't even have to be a big one, anyone that captures the national imagination is going to force a reckoning both on Capitol Hill and down Pennsylvania Avenue at the White House about how we've been operating for the last three years. We didn't operate this way under the uh, Trump administration. We certainly didn't under the Obama administration or the Bush administration, the second one at least, uh, you know, in uh, those intervening years. Even Clinton. Even, oh, even Clinton and especially Clinton. We've talked before about That's the right. fact That's that, right. you know, I advised Attorney General Janet Reno, Bill Clinton's Attorney General, on terrorist risks, and she took them all seriously. If one person from a country of uh, national concern were to show up at the southwest border, she wanted to know about it, and she wanted it responded to. Yeah. The fact that 7,300 of them have come in between May 2021 and August 2023 is, you know, nothing short of, you know, absolutely shocking. Our, our, hold on. To your point of Janet Reno and then Clinton and the politicians of what you're talking about now, let me ask you about this angle, which proves the point, Art, that the left and the right for a long time were actually united on our sovereignty and united on our national security and united on secure borders. And they were really mostly united on this kind of a story. What happened? Well, unfortunately... The best answer that I can give you is that Donald Trump happened and that he triggered a response hmm. amongst his political opponents that, you know, any warning that he gave was false. Any action that he took was wrong. And, you know, one of the first things that he did was he required DOJ, DOS and DHS, you know, those three letter departments to take a look at their visa issuance and their border systems to identify the uh, flaws in that system and to respond and to bar entry, you know, to the United States from countries that were, you know, either had interests that were uh, adverse to the United States or that, you know, didn't have secure documentation systems so that we couldn't identify who was coming in. On his first day in office, Joe Biden reversed that policy. It was derided as a Muslim ban, but if you take a look at the countries that were ultimately involved, most of those countries weren't Muslim. And at best, uh, you know, it restricted, you know, some level of travel to the United States for about 8% of the world's Muslims. Uh, and yet, you know, when you would, if I were to say the word Muslim ban to you or Trump Muslim ban, you would know what you thought exactly I was talking about. But in reality, you know, that process was a national security 
uh, safeguard that Trump had put on the system. It made perfect sense. I had to go to Congress and testify on that exact thing. And I was excoriated yeah. for any attempt <laughs> that I made to either explain it or defend it. Mm. You know, even the all the good and even the good and all the good that Trump had done, it was never good enough, uh, Art, uh, for the naysayers. And uh, to your point there, um, he 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 got the ire up on all of them, whether it was borders, uh, the borders, national security, China, our trade deficits, the Mexico trade deficit, all the things he attempted to fix because he's seen over the many decades prior to run and they were busted, broken. Uh, it, it just uh, unsettled the establishment to the point that they went and said, well, they all got TDS, as to your point, Trump derangement syndrome. And they never did recover from that. There was no vaccine for that. That's what we needed a freaking vaccine for, Art, was TDS. You know that. It wasn't the COVID thing. You know that. Uh, stay, stay right there, Art. <laughs> okay. That is, I'll tell you what, we, that's what we really needed the vaccine for, friends. It just got, it just came to me just there, man. TDS. Is there a vaccine for that, please? I'd like to, I'd like to buy a barrel load of them and, and, and administer them to folks, frankly. It's a hell of an idea, isn't it? You know, you, could you see that uh, message now, friends, that uh, Malcolm actually supports vaccines? What happened? Well, anything to shake, shake the truth out in the in the in the in the, uh, in the in the intersection of truth, friends. I'll tell you what is uh, unbelievable here. Well, uh, the, these problems again are self-inflicted. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, 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 the thing is, uh, I talk to you all the time about short memories and uh, we're now going to have to remember some memories back a ways, and it's going to be a real lesson. The interesting thing about all this, and uh, that um, I point out to you and uh, mention to Art here as well, is that, you know, we're in a really interesting uh, moment of reflection in our nation, really best way I'd say it. 247 years into this uh, amazing American experiment, and uh, coming up on the semi-quincentennial, it, it is just, you know, it's a, it's a magic moment for the American dream and American exceptionalism. And naturally, uh, being a red, white, and blue guy, I get goosebumps when I talk about this stuff. You have to understand that. I, I'm a, a sucker for patriotism in a great country here that we're so blessed to be part of, that God has gifted us with. And, uh, you know, so... I don't lose sight in any of that. And I, I think it's important to point out, I, you know, I I was a pretty young boy. I'm just going to leave it at that back in the bicentennial. Uh, I hate to admit any more than that, but but I was a pretty young, pretty young guy there. And uh, but I remember the patriotism in our country and coming down Main Street, USA, where uh, patriotic parades and celebrations of life and a simpler America. And, you know, that's when it was apple pie, baseball, Chevrolet and all that kind of crap, you know, before all that, all that kind of good stuff. You know, it was a simpler day, though, really. And uh, and I remember those simpler days and, and what they meant uh, to our nation. And now what do we have coming down Main Street, USA? We have, uh, you know, college university protests that target the uh, uh, that uh, applaud the terrorist uh, people. Uh, we have trans and gay community of lifestyles that uh, are not necessarily uh, mainstream, uh, you know, uh, uh, driven here. Uh, I take nothing away from anybody who wants to live a life any way they want. Uh, I am perfectly good with it. I just don't want you to bring your laundry out on Main Street any more than I will, friends. Any more than I will. 
I keep my stuff to myself. I'd appreciate it if you keep your stuff to yourself, frankly. Is that good? That's a deal, man? That's what I say to the gay and trans people and the rest of the people, whoever they are, and the, and the straight sex people as well. Keep your, pe keep your business where it belongs and, and wipe yourself when you're done as well, please. That's all I'm talking about here. Well, listen, AmericaOutloud.shop is uh, where our uh, partnered sponsors are. It is a, it is a, uh, it's been pretty cool, actually. Uh, all of our partnered sponsors, they've all got studies and research in there for products that will help you fight vaccine injuries. If you, if you, you know, are vaccine injured and, and we don't wish that for anybody to be sure, uh, but there are things you can do to help yourself. If you've got long COVID and a lot of people suffering with that still, uh, or you want to just live a healthier lifestyle, like like uh, like I do and like my wife does and that uh, we talk to you about all the time. That's the way to do it here. There are products you can take. Healthy Cell is one of them. It's uh, the nutraceuticals or micro gel. You just pop it into your mouth and bum gone or put in a couple ounces of water. They taste great. And uh, you've got all of the things in there. Immune Super Boost, you know, REM sleep, focus and recall, get a little smarter, a little brain power. We could all use that, right? A healthy cell is a fabulous product, and you get 25% off that first order using the code OUTLOUD. Uh, OUTLOUD is the code to use in any of those companies on AmericaOutloud.shop. Spike support from the wellness company with Dr. Peter McCullough. We talk about all the time. That is an amazing product with the natokinase in it, uh, the dandelion root, and all the products in there that are helping people Get that spike protein out of the body. Can I mean really recommend this stuff? But again, please do your own research. Do your own, don't take anybody's word for it, friends. Nobody's word, not even mine. Uh, you go and check your research, your studies. Make sure you're comfortable with it always, and then you 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 do it. You know you do it. Cofix RX, another great product. Clear, love Clear. These are great nasal hygiene products and throat sprays. They'll all keep you healthy and smiling and. Being on a happy, uh, out loud high. How do you like that, man? Well, uh, we're going to join you just in a moment here on the other side of the pause here. You're listening to the voice of a nation. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news 
delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome back, my fellow Americans. Uh, privileged to have you with me always. Thank you for joining us on the mission, on the voice of the nation here. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here, and privileged to have Andrew Arthur with us today. Art uh, affectionately goes by, and uh, Art's got a great background, former immigration judge. He does a lot of work with CIS now, Center for Immigration Studies up in DC, uh, but has a, a storied background of just great things he's done um in this field and interest and uh, i want to really lean on some of his uh, knowledge and background uh in these conversations we're having today here um so uh art i see reports uh about uh, the uh, republican senators uh upset uh pretty livid raising about the terror alarm but after the um Illegal immigrants are being caught with explosive devices. There were several reports on this. And Senator John Barrasso, uh, along with Cornyn and Cruz and Ricketts, and all got um, uh, pretty riled up about it here. But evidently, some illegal border crossers were caught carrying explosive devices, uh, tailor-made for terrorism, is what Barrasso says. And I want you to talk about this and what you know about it, actually. But he says here... Let me see if I can see the explosive devices found on southern border crosses uh, with an elevated risk of terror attacks coming to the homeland. Uh, they just came back from the border. In fact, some of these cats down there, again, seeing the threat and all of that. And they're devices that kind of are tailor-made. Oh, size of cannonballs. That's what I was looking for. Size of cannonballs. What do you know about this and, and what this is about? And it's important to keep in mind that on his first day in office, President Biden's then press secretary, Jen Psaki, promised that this would be the most transparent administration in American history, and that they were bringing transparency back to the United States uh, with respect to your statement about TDS. But yeah, you know, when it comes to... Uh, Excuse me, Art. Hold on. I, I got to pick myself off the floor. I just fell on the floor here a moment. Go ahead. <laughs> when it comes to uh, you know, what they are uh, encountering at the southwest border, who they're encountering at the southwest border, the nationalities of those individuals. This is probably the most opaque administration in United States history. Generally, administrations, particularly, you know, when they're engaged in law enforcement, want to tell people what they've found. Think about how many times You've seen FBI press releases or press releases from U.S. attorney's offices talking about how they foiled some terrorist plot in the United States. They, we used to see a whole lot of these, you know, just about five, six years ago in which, you know, somebody would plot to blow up like a, a military recruiting center or was scoping out sites, uh, you know, in Times Square or things like that. We haven't heard any of that uh, of late, and I think that's deliberate. I think that the Biden administration is deliberately putting the lid on all information that would, one, 
inform the American people, two, would alarm the American people, and three, would cast its policies in a bad light. I have no doubt uh, John Barrasso is a, is a great senator, uh, a true tribute. Uh, you know, when we talk about good people from Wyoming, he's definitely on that list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, if he says it, it's true. Uh, and, you know, it's shocking that we have to send members of Congress to the border to know what's going on there. Well, we can't get the czar of immigration, uh, Harris, down there or the president or anybody else. So that's who it falls on. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you go back to uh, Secretary Mayorkas's testimony before the Senate uh, recently, Mayorkas is a very experienced attorney, um, and, you know, I have to take my hat off to him uh, with respect to his background. But if you attempt to question any attorney, Malcolm, they're going to do the opposite of what you want guests on your show uh, to do, and that is to get to the point as quickly as possible and answer the question that's asked. Right. You will hear uh, Secretary Mayorkas go on stemwinders talking about, you know, his fidelity to you know, the principles of American history and about, you know, his own immigrant background and things like that, when he never answers the question. Because, again, that is a prime example of that opaqueness that the Biden administration, the veil that the Biden administration has drawn upon information that's critical, not just to the American people, but especially to our elected representatives. You know, Art, I can't watch him. I don't know about you, but I it, let me say to you, I don't know if you do this. When he comes on, seriously, if he's on like an interview or uh, see his face right away, I mean, I, I, I literally break out in hives. I cannot watch the man. He makes me ill beyond. So I like turn off. I, I believe nothing he says. It's just going to be pure BS and a, a waste of minutes of your life. You'll never get back again. It's the same thing with Harris. I just mentioned Harris, the vice president. I believe nothing these people say. They disgust me. And I can't sense to even watch them for like a couple of minutes. Do you ever have that problem? Well, I Unfortunately, Malcolm, my job is to watch them and you know, <laughs> listen to all of their speeches and, you know, all of their congressional testimony. But, you know, that's another. And, you know, I'm going to. Can't you read about it like I do in the fine print after? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just trying to help you out, brother. Not the same. No. Uh, but, you know, pulling the veil back again on those lawyer tricks. One of the lawyer tricks is to inspire you know, some sort of outburst when they're being questioned uh, by someone whose questions they don't want to answer. That way it makes the senator, be it Josh Hawley or... Ted oh, did you see the confrontation with him? Oh, man, was that priceless, huh? Wow. Oh, yeah, and I mean, you know, it is it is one of those things where if you don't really, you know, have an opinion about either of the men, yeah. then you'd be likely to think, well, you know, the senator is just being unreasonable. Look at the response that he had. But, mm -hmm. you know, in the case of Josh Hawley, you know, Ted Cruz, even John Cornyn, who's probably one of the sweetest individuals you'd ever want to meet, you know, he Mayorkas does have that ability to, you know, trigger that response of, you know, Please just stop lying to well, me. Well, I gotta say, I gotta tell you something. Now that one I did watch with Holly. I at full confession, I I, I I cannot tell a lie. I did watch that one in Mayorkas and him. And and Holly came back at the end and he said, he said, and they it gets so incensed with the whole thing. He said, You have employees who are celebrating genocide, and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question. That was his comment back.
Yeah. And, you know, honestly, Malcolm, if you don't mind me talking about that particular instance or incident, there's a uh, woman who was employed, who is still employed by the Department of Homeland Security, first as an asylum officer and then as an adjudicator in U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. This is a woman who is literally a gatekeeper, not only to the United States, but the United States citizenship. And, you know, she made a a number of social media posts, uh, some of which used expletives that, you know, I certainly... They were grotesque. They They were were grotesque. grotesque. And, you know, she is a person who has been entrusted by this in administration, who's be, still being protected by this administration. You're talking about the same person Holly was talking about, yeah, right, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, if you go to our website, cis.org, I write all about it uh, because the House uh, Oversight Committee is actually asking uh, a lot of the same questions that Josh Hawley was asking. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, the fact that one, there are people who are employed at the uh, agency that decides who gets to enter the United States and stay here permanently. And that, you know, the Biden administration, you know, has such policies that those people can feel free to publicly state on social media some of the most reprehensible comments. You know, I read the stuff that, that she writes and that many other people write, and I ask myself, have they never heard of the Holocaust? Do they not know about you know, what uh, I believe it was Reinhard Heydrich called the final solution to the Jewish question. You know, this anti-Semitism is the world's oldest hatred, and it is a sign of an unhealthy society when anti-Semitic tropes, memes, you know, statements, actions uh, are able to take uh, hold. And, you know, quite frankly, it's a sign of the ill health of the Department of Homeland Security under Secretary Mayorkas that an individual not only would be placed in a position of great power, uh, you know, who has those opinions, but would feel free to voice them. Well, right along with anti-Semitic uh, and the, the the frequent and recent rise of that, what's going to play right alongside of that, uh, Art, is the... Uh, anti-white American movement, we've become sort of a, uh, a class uh, that uh, they have certainly put in the box as well with their comments of domestic terrorists and, uh, uh, you know, MAGA and all of that nonsensical crap. Um, you know, I mean, you know, America is all about being diverse as a nation. I wish people would get back to celebrating what America is, art and our roots. You know, growing up as a young boy, it's what I loved about our nation uh, and that we all had the same opportunity to do something with our lives. And it didn't matter what color or how tall we were or gender. I celebrate all of those things, frankly. I think it's I wouldn't have it any other way. To live in one society would be boring as hell to me, buddy. I like all I like all of this crazy stuff. You know what I mean? No, no. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. And the same people who talk about our diversity is our strength yeah. are the same people that want to put us into individual buckets and little columns yeah. and set people against one another. You know, I go back to the 2020 census form that I filled out. And there was a question on there that asked me what my ethnicity is. You know, my family, you know, to some degree, and I'm not bragging, but, you know, uh, my earliest ancestor to this country arrived so long ago, we don't even know when they came. Um, You know, my identity is as an American. I'm not 
you know, I'm partially Sephardic. I'm not North African. I'm partially Swedish. I'm not Norwegian or, you know, Nordic uh, in any way. I am an American. There is no other country that I would want to live in, respectfully. There's no other country that I could go to that would take me in. And that's well, people ask me that all the time as well. Where are you from? What country, Malcolm? Or what are your, you know, well, I'm American here for sure. I was born on the dwarf planet of Pluto when I was <laughs> dropped here as a kid. And but now I, I've got all kinds of things in me. I've got some European in me, of course, American, Indian, this, that and the other. And, and my explanation when I say this art to people as well, what can I tell you? My family slept around. What the hell do you want from me? You know? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I don't know what else to say, Your Honor, but that's my story. Listen, I got to ask you here in our fa last final few moments here. The Biden administration and the thinkers around that administration, the people who are responsible, and as I shared with listeners the other day, it is not Joe Biden. Uh, he's surely not capable of this sort of thing that we're dealing with this sort of destruction on this level. It's severe, it's serious, it's it's a multiple series of sucker punches to the gut of Americans. What what do you this border business? They had to know all of this was happening. They know terrorism is a problem. They know we went through 9-11. They know opening those borders what they were gonna do, advertising it like they did, putting the welcome mat out there, giving all the free stuff to everybody. They're the ones who are sending them into all the blue cities and states. It's not what the Texas what people fail to see is the Texas governor and the Florida governor and the Arizona. What they're doing is minuscule compared to what the administration has sent all over the country because they have to diffuse this somehow and spread all their all all this pain and chaos around the whole country. What 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 what's the last couple of minutes? What was the intent? What 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 was the? I mean, is it just? I mean, it can't be ignorance. Are they are they stupid people? Or what what is the intent? Or did, was it that bad? They needed a couple of voters that they were willing to destroy the country. And the when you put your head, at, what do you tell your? What's the intent, Art? I know you know something. You're not telling me. What is it? Well, it, actually, I can answer that question pretty well. It's not to, you know, get different voters or, you know, to change American society. It's a lot more simple than that. On President Biden's first or second day in office, he issued an executive order that talked about diversity and inclusion in the United States. Secretary Mayorkas, in a document that he issued in September 2021, picked up on that theme and talked about you know, basically he equated immigration laws, which are by definition exclusionary. You know, there's no two ways about that, but equated them with Jim Crow, with the darkest days in American history, with the color bar and the individuals in the administration. Again, I don't think it's Joe Biden, but, you know, the individuals in the administration who are making these decisions don't believe that it's fair. They believe that it is the civil rights movement of the 21st century to open the United States up to the world. With respect to that point, I would also direct you and direct your listeners to a, a article that was in the Atlantic. It's fully available online called The Hard Truth About Immigration. And it actually, you know, it was in the Atlantic. So I always, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but it was very good because it explained that there are two movements in America. One of them is communitarianism and communitarians, you know, believe in adhering to the rule of law. They believe in order and tradition. They, the other uh, group of people are uh, universalists. Those are people who think that the best way to help the world 
and to help the poor of the world is to open up the United States to all of those poor people so that they can come here and enjoy all of the good things that you and I have talked about in this country in the past. Of course, that's not what Congress said. It's not what the law says. But that's the attitude, I believe, Malcolm, that they have. You know, part of me wants to say, you know, the Biden administration officials who make these decisions don't think that the American people deserve to have safe borders, that they deserve to have the limits that uh, their elected representatives have placed on immigration. And by the way, let me just tell you something. The Biden administration, you know, allowed into the United States uh, over uh, one or just about 1.4 million people who had no authorization to enter just last year in FY 2023. That is 40 percent higher than the legal immigration system up and above uh, the legal immigration system that Congress has created. So if we allow about 980,000 people to enter the United States as immigrants with green cards, the Biden administration has allowed in about 1.4 million people who have no right to be here. Um, but yeah, I, I really think that the instinct right now is, you know, that they do equate uh, immigration uh, enforcement with, uh, you know, the attack dogs in Selma, Alabama, uh, and that they view themselves as the marchers who are trying to cross the Edmund Pettus Bridge as it relates to what they're doing about immigration. Well, uh, I cannot uh, dispute anything you say there. Uh, Andrew, author, uh, we are always indebted to you for your uh, time to spend uh, with us and uh, appreciate you very much, my brother. Thank you so much, Malcolm. It's a pleasure. It's an honor to speak to you. And of course, always an honor to speak to your listeners. Thank you so much, sir. You know, uh, my fellow Americans, I'll, I'll tell you uh, with what art's his description there perfectly. Uh, let me just put a quick cherry on top of that uh, awful taste in Sunday. And that is that uh, this was part of that transformation, I will remind you of, that we were promised uh, back in 2008, 2009, when he took office through 2016, prior to Trump arriving on the scene. That was part of that transformation. And although he did some things in those eight years, we, I think, are feeling the full uh, uh, weight of that now. Um, there's a lot more to that story, but you know what I'm talking about right there. Uh, these are serious times, serious conversations for serious times. And uh, this one here is a, a story and a topic. And talking of uh, art today, it definitely keeps me up. I worry to any lives that are lost, but I'm in fear of, uh, of what happens to uh, Americans and to our nation. And, uh, but there will be a price to pay for all of this, my fellow Americans. I am sad to report that to you. That is my story today, and I am sticking with it. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.